Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, pow pow pow! I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. It's the yesterday's hero odyssey, and we've had uh, we've had a team meeting about this series, haven't we? We've decided mm. that uh, it's taking a bit long. We're going to try and get through. Ah, <laughs> we're sick now. of it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not sick of it. That's it. <laughs> we, we're not. Yeah, you know, look, it's gone on too long. It. It's a film. Yeah, and we've just fuck knows what we've been talking about. Probably not much about the film, but let's just get to the yeah. end of the film. Yeah, I mean, this is what, episode 22 or something? I've, I've fucking lost count where we're at. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we are in the um, the Worker Men's Club. And Rod's there with his, his former manager. His name I've forgotten. Can't be bothered to look it up. Um, and Rod has gone off to make a phone call. And there's um, a proper wooden phone booth in the middle of the snooker room, which is... Um, it's 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 tickled me fancy. I'll say that much. I love it. It's like a little TARDIS <laughs> inside the snooker room. Um, so he goes to make a phone call and he's ringing Cloudy, uh, but he only gets through to Cloudy's answer phone. And she says, uh, leave a message and I'll get back to you. It may take a few months as I travel a lot. Whoa. Oh, well, fucking, <laughs> fucking hell. Get, get Cloudy. Get I, I was going to yeah. say... This is 1979. Having an answer mm. phone at all in 1979 marked you out as one of a very rarefied breed globally. Definitely. Definitely. Right? Yeah, I mean, there person, was her and there was... There was the You're going to say Jim Rockford. Yeah, Jim yeah. Rockford. <laughs> her and Jim Rockford are the only two fucking... It's one of those things like... I've heard that there's a... Um, you know, like you get with uh, American Express cards, mm. you've got the entry-level one, which is green. Then you get gold. Mm-hmm. Then you get platinum. Then there's one there's one called the Centurion card, right, which is black. Oh. And that, you pay to be a member of that, like, I don't know, something mad, like a grand a year. But it has yeah. a, an extraordinarily high credit limit. And you get your own sort of concierge, right? So if, I, if I, I, ever, I've, if, I've known if we a few, ever go... Yeah. If we ever go to a higher level of IFS, it's got to be called the Centurion. Centurion, yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, like on Alitalia, the Italian airline, which has that died now? That might have died, but Alitalia. I've not heard of it for a while. This yeah. is so Italian. I used to love this. Alitalia's top, like, business class or above business class, right? So they had yeah. economy, class biznica, <laughs> and then, right, the top class on Alitalia was magnifico. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just always, I never travelled the Alitalia Magnifico, but it was my ambition. And then I think they, I think that that they went bankrupt or something. But it, obviously, it was a staple of European travel for many years, and I was fucking desperate. It was on my bucket list, mate. Travel yeah. just once in Alitalia Magnifico class. Could we call the top flight t- time machine ultimate one Magnifico Centurion? The Magnifico Centurion the class, and I can, we will come round and suck you off for that. You get you get one uh, job from whoa, each of whoa us. There. <laughs> well, hang on. Oh my God. I haven't talked about the money yet. <laughs> I mean, everything's got a price, Andy. Come on. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but go on. You're about to put a price on it. You're about to buy a house, mate. This could be an extra couple of bedrooms for you. <laughs> or maybe uh, one of those outside yeah. studios you have built in your garden. Could pay for that. <laughs> Let that fella in the uh, the fire festival documentary. Oh yeah, like that, um, yeah. What do you have to suck someone off some bottled water or something? Didn't yeah, he? but he really. What I liked about that man, I mean, obviously, I liked everything about him. Was the way that he just so openly admitted it on the documentary. <laughs> yeah. I was offering yeah. to blow this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Centurion Magnifico. But anyway, what I was saying was above Centurion, right? Mm. I have heard, but American Express have never publicly admitted to this, so it's just a rumour mm-hmm. that they have a clear card. So above the black, there is one that is a card that is transparent, yeah? Yeah. And one of its benefits is, despite that you have a personal concierge team that only works for you, there is yeah. limitless credit, i.e. you could use this card to go and well buy a house, for example. Right, fucking hell, and they would cover that, but only so that's that's it. But they I heard that they've only ever issued one, and that was to Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, good, good. Oh, I want them to news. make me my own card. Everyone's got a fucking centurion these days. Rod Stewart, yes. the lot. I want my own one. Make sure it's transparent. <laughs> I'd like it mirrored so I can look at myself in it. <laughs> Good luck here's, to uh, here's some news. Mm. Um, hasn't been officially announced yet, but Stadium of Light, June 2022. Elton John. Elton John hell. is coming to Sunderland. Of course oh! he is. It's where he belongs. This is his, is. I feel like it's his, it's his spiritual home. Because um, this is part of his final ever tour. Yeah. And he's bolting on a few extra dates, and the Stadium of Light's going to be one of them. I don't know if it'll be his final ever, ever gig, but uh, I'll be fucking there. I will tell you that much. I seen him. I saw him at the Roundhouse about oh, t- oh okay. 10, 10, 11 years ago, <laughs> and he was. Uh, oh, that's better. No, he was really good. No, it's not. You're seeing him at your fucking home ground. Yeah, I didn't see him afterwards. I didn't yeah. see him at fucking Upton Park. Now, if I'd seen him at Upton <laughs> Park, that would have been fucking special. This is your equivalent. Well, no, your equivalent would be seeing him at Roker Park, which I assume now is a fucking supermarket yeah. or some flats. It's it's a housing estate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never actually, I, I never actually drove past where Roker Park used to be for about twenty twenty years. Really, after they'd flattened it because it's mm. in my imagination it was still there. I knew they yeah. built houses mm. there and the people yeah. were living in them, Same but I didn't Park. want to see that. Uh, the know? difference is, is that. London's so much bigger than Sunderland. I'm not showing off. It just is. And, that, and that's yeah, not a good I'll, thing. I'll give it's, you that. I'll London's, give you that, yeah. London's too big, right? And there is no, an Upton Park is like such a 
I mean, unless you live in Upton Park, mm. you're not going through Upton Park. It's not really even on the fucking way anywhere. There'll be a Lampard who calls in now and goes, well, actually, it is. You have to go down the parking run to get to Wilford, don't you? Or something like that. <laughs> but let's be honest, you're not just fucking thinking, I'm popping into fucking Upton Park, right? You're not fucking doing <laughs> So have doing you never it. been past then? Have you never I'm, been past since? No. Nah. But, I mean, they've Good. redone the pub, the Bolin pub, which was one of the pubs that everyone used to go to next to the ground. And some people who just cannot let go of the past will mm. be always meeting at that pub now before the games in Stratford, which are about 15, 20-minute drive away on the coach. And okay. they'll they'll be getting a coach to pick them up from the pub and take them to yeah. Stratford so they can stay true to the traditions. The, the East End the club. The East End is all about tradition and family and Stanley knives. Those are the three pillars of our community. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alitalia still exists. Oh, I'm good. Just a look. Don't know why I thought it didn't. Can you check if Magnifico class is still available? Because if it is, oh, I really want you and I yeah. to travel on it. <laughs> Maybe paid for Mag- by the contents. It's it's Magnifica with an E on the end. Oh, okay, Magnifica. But, uh, other, other than that, other than that, I, I think it's gone now because uh, someone's writing about it in the past tense. Uh, in a nutshell, this was a better Alitalia Magnifica business experience than the previous, but it's still completely lacklustre. A surprisingly comfortable live flat window seat is the only bright spot of the product, which suffers from poor catering and horribly outdated in-flight entertainment. Oh. Oh, fucking hell. Poor Some catering. You good. wouldn't expect that from the Italians. You would expect outdated in-flight entertainment, though, because still, regrettably, every TV show in Italy, even the news, always, by law, has to involve a topless lady popping up out of a one. bath yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inexplicably jumping out of a bath as if by magic with her boobs out <laughs> and then holding her holding her hand to her, her mouth and, and, her going, mouth. Ooh. and there's a sound effect <laughs> and then it cuts back to some Italian guy going mm, raising the eyebrow and he goes oh, magnifica <laughs> and that's the intro to all the magnifica in black entertainment oh man we chose to leave Europe <laughs> this is where GB News GB News could have stolen the market there if they involved that kind of thing. Well, well, no. but yeah, they should They should think about that. Maybe they should take more inspiration Maybe they from will. It. Maybe they will a few months down the line if they feel as you, if they need to. You know, uh, Italian News Night, which is called Nuevo Notte, right? It is new, pre- new knockers. Yeah, is presented by a topless woman. Always has been, just the way they do it. What a said hey, Ecola Nuevo Nota Bonga 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 with me Susie Booby (laughs) (laughs) and then like a clown type man just rides in on a Vespa and starts whizzing around the studio playing a little tune on a trumpet it's a fucking weird (laughs) show but some of the journalism's really great yeah very hard hitting (laughs) Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were doing uh, Yesterday's Hero, weren't we? So, uh, answer <laughs> for The yeah, episode the other... where we swore we would get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> the only other person at that time who had an answer phone, as you say, was Jim Rockford on the Rockford Files. Mm. Um, 
my answer phone message is that recording from the intro from the Rockford Files. It's Jim Rockford's is that voicemail. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to give my mobile phone number out on this on this podcast, not. but if you get through to me and I'm not around, you'll hear the uh, intro of Jim Rockford. Or you I don't, really, I don't really call you very... I know I do. I call you every day for this, but yeah, I don't do just this, call you on, is, a, on a phone. This is a WhatsApp. Yeah. We do some WhatsApp video. You won't get Rockford on there. But, I'm just uh, going and to telephone got... Andy Dawson. Let me get his number out of my notebook. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to telephone my colleague Andy Dawson. Hello, Andy. Oh, it's gone to his answer machine. I'll simply leave did, a message. Did you used to have one of those telephone number machine things where you would have a little card for every letter of the alphabet and there'd be a slider on the front of the the contraption yeah. and you have to slide it down to the letter of the, the name of the person uh, and then press the button and it would oh. spring open at that Whoa. page. No, I, d- yeah. I don't know that. That oh. sounds fucking brilliant. I might get one it's now. Fucking, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I need one of them now. Yeah, mm. so it's got A to Z all the way down vertically down the front of the, the lid of this I contraption. Had a, I had a Rolodex. I had a Rolodex and yeah, the and woman who I worked for at Men's Health who's no longer with us, sadly. She was a lovely woman. And she, I mentioned her on a recent episode because she was the one who, when I was quite young, what a wonderful woman she was, she allowed me to manage a topless casting session for models. That's right, yeah. Almost like a Christmas present, right? What a wonderful woman you are. She was a wonderful <laughs> woman and, and she, she passed away. And um, she, I did, you know, she was a, had a big influence on me. She was the art director. And the other thing that has put her into my mind now is that when I'd been working there for a few months, I was talking to her about someone's phone number. She gave me a phone number for someone's call and I was scribbling it down on a note of paper and she went, you know what you need? I keep seeing you scribbling down all these numbers on bits of paper and losing them. She said, you need mm. something to keep your numbers on. Go and mm. um, speak to the office manager, right? And she will order one from the stationery suppliers, Ooh. right? So I went... And I told them what I required. So I've got, I need something to put me, keep my phone numbers on, don't I? Right. And she ordered <laughs> me, and it was just one of these plastic boxes, Andy, like a shit version yeah. of what you described, like a grey plastic small box with index cards yeah. in that you had to lift up yeah. manually with your fingers rather than the machine automated one like you're talking about. Mm. And this art director, the one who gave me the topless boob session, right? Um, yeah. Not her own boobs, obviously. She said to me, did you get that sorted? And I said, yeah. And she went, which one did you get? I said, I don't really know that the office manager ordered it for me when I told her. She went, well, let me see in the catalogue. Show me which one she ordered. So I showed her and she went, oh, no, no, no. No, you can't have that. And I said, well, she went, it's so Put ugly. This woman was an art director, right? So she was all about the way things. So she went, so ugly. Yeah, you, aesthetics. Yeah. She said, you need to get a Rolodex. And I'm like, what's that? Oh. And she said, like this one here. And I had this, she had this a really massive over the top, but quite beautiful. And she went, this, Sam, she went, is a design classic, right? I've never even mm. heard that phrase before. I was I was fresh out off the fucking streets, mate. I was like, design <laughs> what? And she went, that is a design <laughs> classic. She went, that is what you want on your desk. No one is going to take you seriously with that shit box on your desk, are they? She went, so you're going to get a Rolodex. And I said, I don't think the office manager, who is quite a tyrant, right, is mm. going to allow me because that costs a lot of money. It was from the fucking Conrad shop or something, right? She Jesus went, don't worry. Christ. I'm going to order it as if it's for me. 
and she she won't wow. be able to question that. So she signed on. She got me a fucking roller decks because she insisted she couldn't bear the idea of me having a plastic box. What a fucking amazing boss. That's lovely. And, and I had this roller decks. I kept it for years. I don't know where it is now. I've probably lobbed it in the canal at some point in a fit of peak mm. in my thirties, maybe. But uh, it served me well for over ten years. And that, as we as we're talking about ways in which we have stored phone numbers over the years, <laughs> that's my number one. This, as we always say, could easily be a regular podcast starring some middle-class stand-up comedians sponsored by BBC (laughs) Sounds at the the licence fee's expense. Uh, Every week, we talk to a different one of our comedy pals about how their top three (laughs) favourite means of storing phone numbers. (laughs) Back of a fag packet. This week, Tabitha Jacobs... Tabitha Jacobs tells us all about a notepad she bought from Smith's. <laughs> with, with Snoopy on the front. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yours Fuck was the machine, up. which sounds better than mine, but mine was the roller decks, which was good. Them. I need to get one of them. Now, um, yeah, I'll be doing some research into that as soon as we finish this episode. I'm tempted to wrap it up now. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm going to get one too. Send me the link when you find it, will you? Will do, yeah. Uh, I feel as though we have a commitment to do at least 20 minutes. Um, (laughs) So where are we? Yeah, Rod is... uh, He's in the phone box and he rings up Cloudy and uh, and she says, you know, leave a message. It may take a few months as I travel a lot. I mean, what's the fucking use to anyone, is it? Uh, Rod's Rod's not happy with this. He says, Cloudy, this is Rod. Look, I don't want to talk into a machine. Why don't you call me back and let me know what's going on? Okay, right. And then he hangs up. Yeah, he doesn't like this at all. He's the, he's the, old school. In those days, talking yeah. to that. I mean, it's like some people's dads and granddads still won't fucking call your mobile now. I mean, it's only recently that my in-laws have started to call my wife on her mobile. They would, If ever yeah. the landline rang, you'd know who it was because you only knew two people who called it and it was either my mother-in-law or my father-in-law. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. these people, they they think there's some people who just mistrust any... I mean, well, you're one of them. Like, for instance, you only believe in having your music um, as, as something tangible you can hold in your hand. You don't believe in digital music storage, do you? Well, I do, I do, I do use, like, Spotify, but I prefer to have CDs. I still collect hard copies. Mm. It's not, more, more so DVDs. Because there's so much that's really great that you can't get on Netflix. Jalapeño. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. This takes it back to what I was saying earlier, Rockford Files. I, I mm. got intrigued by the Rockford Files and I wanted to watch some mm. old episodes. They might be mm. on YouTube, I'm not sure. But there's no Rockford Files on Netflix, Amazon, Sky, any of them. There's no Rockford Files to be seen anywhere. If you want to watch the Rockford Files, you'd have to get a DVD. Were you so, thinking, were you a bit thinking about the time that James Garner punched Glenn A. Larson clean through yes. a motorhome that two yes. old people were having their dinner in at the time? Yes, of course. <laughs> I know that wasn't one of the episodes, but uh, no, someone was talking to me about Rockford Files and I, I, I remembered that I had the, uh, the answer phone message. But yeah, there's so much out there. I mean, I've just been watching uh, Time, the Jimmy McGovern thing. Great. Which has been fucking incredible television. Superb. And then on BBC Four the other night, um, if you're IFS, it'll be still be there on iPlayer, there was an hour-long interview with Jimmy McGovern by, sadly, it was with Mark Lawson, who mm. uh, is is usually awful. But um, <laughs> never, 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 nevertheless, it was still Jimmy McGovern talking for an hour. Um, and that was fucking great. And he got on to talking about when he did The Street. Do you remember that? I never watched it. The three series of The Street, which were... A series that was all based in the same street, but every episode was a standalone episode about some a different person in that street. Right. So yeah. you had s- small crossovers of different characters and actors yeah. in each episode. You know where they'd go down the street and nod to each other and say hello, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, but each individual episode was a standalone thing for a, a different character, and that was a fucking great series. And I'd completely forgotten about that, and thought, I wonder where that is. And I went onto the Just Watch app, which is the number one place if you're trying to find out where anything's streaming online that's the just watch app because people mm. always tweet me and say what was the name of that app you said oh, on, the, on the episode what was it called again <laughs> there's no just way i can watch. find it out unless you personally look andy's not like <laughs> the american express centurion service where you have no. a direct line to a co- andy is not your concierge and in fact he is getting a fucking t-shirt that says on it I am not your concierge. <laughs> and I will not suck you off either. Yeah. I might give you a hand job, but uh, I'm not going to suck it, you off. This very much depends on the financials. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a case by case basis, let's just say that. <laughs> so that's just it's it's an app. It's also a website called justwatch.com. And you just put in the name of the program or film you want to see that tells you where it is. Yeah, and also <clears> if so, you need if you need any help with wiping your your ass. Um, that's something we can't help with either. Arse you just have to work com. it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was watching 999, What's Your Emergency, on Channel 4 the other night, and mm. it was the police, and they were talking about some of the uh, some of the more unusual calls they have to deal with from people who clearly can't fucking cope with life. And they were saying, some of these, these call operators were just saying, there are people out there who, for whatever reason, don't have any kind of support network and just basically can't cope with trivial situations that normal people well not normal people but ordinary people some people most people would be able to formulate a kind of uh, a solution to so they ring the police they ring the police because they've run out of credit on their mobile phone 
Mm. Or they ring the police because the neighbour next door's got the window open. You know, there's various reasons why people yeah. ring up the police. And they always Fuck put him. them out as a compendium at the end of the year, don't they? <clears throat> Nuisance calls. Yeah, cat stuck up a tree, but, can't um, find your remote, all of that bollocks. Yeah. But getting back to it, yeah, justwatch.com or the Just Watch app. And I thought I'd look on there and see where the street is, and it's nowhere to be found. And that was a great series, and there's three series of it. So now yeah. I've got the DVDs of it winging me way to me, courtesy of the CEX Do you play website. them through a PlayStation or a DVD player? I've got I've got a Blu-ray player. A Blu-ray, yeah, a Blu-ray of course, player, yeah. And it plays DVDs as well. And uh, there you go, that, they're on their way for the princely sum of £10.50. Three me and Len watched DVD. We've got a, bo- a box. Len had two inset days, Friday and Monday, and it was quite good because other than recording with you, I think one podcast both days, I sort of kept both days free because I thought, fuck mm. it, if not, I'll only be trying to do shit and he'll be badgering me. So I thought, I'll just fucking give into it. And um, one of the days it was raining, so all of the plans go out doing this, that, and the other. We say, fuck that. We'll make a cup of tea. And he gets out the fucking Monty Python box set. And yeah. and we watched one day we watched the Holy Grail and the other day we watched Life of Brian and it doesn't matter how many times you watch them you're like bowled over by the fucking brilliance of it and the timelessness yeah. of the humour which is so rare I mean I like yeah. lots of old comedy you know but you watch certain shit like you're watching Ealing comedy and partly what you're laughing at is the sort of period nature of it right mm. and you know all oh, the jokes were of its time not Monty Python the jokes mm. in Life of Brian are of now the satire on politics right and people of the the, the hypocrisy and the uh, stupidity of people on the left and the right is fucking yeah. pitch perfect for now anyway I get a real kick out of the fact that he loves if it, his choice when I go what should we watch is he fetches down the fucking Monty Python box set and whacks it in yeah. his Playstation to watch it's just great Brilliant. it's just great um my talking about hard copies of things just one other funny family thing i mentioned on a podcast recently like i think on monday's podcast about how i had pretensions to being a man of jazz or mano jazz <laughs> a man of yeah, jazz right yeah. now obviously a jasmine <laughs> this is something that i am well aware is hilarious you can't <laughs> At any age, really say I'm into jazz with a straight face and not expect mm. getting taking some flack for it. But especially when you're 46 and belatedly are just giving it like, yeah, I'm into jazz now. So I admitted it to you because I'm a believer in getting things out in the open. But then as of if course. I hadn't learnt my lesson, for, and I yeah, got some shit from people on Twitter after the admission, I saw that coming and I'm not... I, I don't think I don't deserve it. Um, but then... My, I've got a record player, and the my daughter keeps dumping loads of shit on top of it, right? And we were sitting having dinner, and my wife said to her, "Can you stop putting things on top of this?" And she went, "What is it anyway?" You know what kids are like, <laughs> right? What What is that? And I went, "That's my record player," and she just scoffed. You know, thirteen-year-old girls, they just scoff at anything. Yeah, like you know, like as if what? Yeah. What? I don't know what the scoffing's about. Is it like I'm, it's I'm not lying? TikTok. What is it? Yeah, am I? Are you scoffing because you think I'm lying or I'm making things up? But it just, it just is what it is. It's regular. And I go, actually, yeah, I don't like things being on top of that either. I said because <laughs> I said I like to. Something. She said, you never use that, right? And I was coming off the back of, as I told you, 
bit of a jazz session on Sunday when everyone was out of the house. And I went, yeah, that's rubbish. I said, on Sunday when you were all out, I, I listened to my jazz collection. I don't know where it came from, but I described the five records I own that are of the jazz yeah. genre as a jazz collection. Well, jazz collection. as soon as it came out of my mouth, I realised the mistake I had made, right? Because <laughs> even my wife then, she sometimes defends me when they're bullying me, right? But even she, they were in fucking hysterics. Your jazz collection... Do you mean the five jazz records you've got that were bought for you by your father-in-law, right? And I said, well, it's like a collection. Go, Wait, you're is, making yeah. out that you, you've got a whole fucking basement, right? That, like, with a special fucking, you know, where you, you, you know, like, what is it? Like a humidor, like, used for cigars. It's like a temperature-regulated yeah. fucking basement. <laughs> or a wine cellar. That is perfect <laughs> for the preservation of vinyl, where I keep yeah. a long history of jazz records. So I accidentally described myself as having a jazz collection, which well, I'm ashamed fucking, of. What's the fucking minimum number of having something for it to be a collection, then? I don't know. You tell me. Hey, five's a collection. Especially if it's jazz, because there can't be that much of it that's good. Well, yeah, but it's not about good. You'd have a collection <laughs> of anything, can't you? You can have a collection of fucking My Little Ponies, like that geezer Vangelis did in our greatest ever email. That's true. Right? Well, it's all subjective, n- n- though, isn't it? None of, none of them are good, but it's his collection. But well, if you had four are. My they Little Ponies, him. was it a collection if it was four? Is five the, the sort of watermark, not nah, watermark? I don't benchmark. think four My Little Ponies is a collection because they're small. I think it depends on the combined size. 12-inch records, five of them, I reckon, is, a, is just about a collection. But you know what I might do then in that case? You've given me confidence now. I might actually God. get some words from Homebase and build mm. a little box and then paint notes, musical notes, onto the side yeah. of it, right? Yeah. And just write jazzy words like ski bop and stuff like that. You could, yeah, you could have some saxophones as well. Saxophones, there, yeah. That's a, that's a jazz instrument, isn't it? Also, just a pair of like floating dark glasses somewhere because that's yeah. sort of cool, like jazz, like, cool. ja- like Jasmine, right? Which I now yeah. am. And um, yeah. and 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 have all of my five records stored within this box. And maybe somewhere across the top it just says, Dad's Jazz Collection. And then everyone knows, don't fucking go near the collection, yeah? Mm, Because I spend a lot of time building that. But make it big enough to house, let's say, maybe another four records. (laughs) What, until I just get bored and get into something else? Yeah. (laughs) Get really into, like, metal. Is there anything else? (laughs) Anything else is a waste of space. I mean, I'm not going to judge you for your your jazz love because, you know, anyone could could fall foul of jazz at any time. You just don't know what's coming. Yeah. We don't know, do we? It's a mistake that could happen to anyone. (laughs) This is where we're at. We're we're middle-aged and we're into things that now that we wouldn't have been into 15 years ago because it just happens. We're into comfort and we're into uh, um, resting a lot. And that wouldn't have been an issue 15 years ago, but now it is, and it's the centre point of this whole podcast. Yeah, it's sometimes you, don't, you don't know what to do with yourself because your kids are getting older yeah. as well. So you think, what's my role now? We haven't got proper mm. jobs. We we don't, you know, our kids don't really rely on us as much as they used to. And you're sort of looking around thinking, oh, well, I can't just keep... I can't just keep listening to the same fucking Prince albums over and over again forever. Um, as much as that might Maybe seem sort of appealing, <laughs> right? There's got to be more out there in the world. What can I do? Yeah. And then next thing I'm you know, you're jazz. like, yeah, jazz is quite good. 
I mean, I never, I never ever thought I'd be into Steely Dan because Steely Dan to me when I was younger mm. seemed like middle-aged, grown-up fucking. It's jazz influenced. It's jazz flecked. Let's say yeah, jazz flecked yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but I fucking love Steely Dan. So maybe I'm just one step away from getting a jazz collection next. Who knows? I think they're Lauren Laverne's favourite band. I think that's what I had to say once. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Then there's I've, me. And I've made an effort to get into Steely Dan fans. Yeah, I've I've made an effort to get into Steely Dan. I'm not ruling them out either. I've tried quite hard. Sometimes it's hard, but it's I a, like that it's, song again, that Della like, Soul. The, the, my favourite song is obviously the one that Della Soul sampled. Um, yeah, can't remember what it's um, called. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah. But um, just start with the greatest hits. There's a oh. two CD best of. Just start with that. Talking of music and cool things, right? Have you seen the Tina Turner documentary? I have, yeah. Excellent. Fucking hell. I just watched that. I, fi- I think I finished it the night before last. It's so excellent, isn't it? Right? But it is. Here's the thing. Are you going to say the same thing I was thinking as well? I don't know. I'll tell, don't you, know. If you, I'll tell you if you not. are. Go on. Pro- probably Go on. not. But when they made, um, when they talk about how they, you know, was, I, di- I didn't quite understand the way her career had unfolded, right? Because when I was aware in the 80s of Tina Turner, because she looked old, I just thought, oh, Tina Turner, she's just been around forever. Yeah. I didn't realise that when um, What's Love Got To Do With It came out, that was like her breakout sort of thing, right? I Mm -hmm. thought this is probably like a hundredth hit single. But they're talking about how they made it. And I I love that. It's my favourite bit in any music documentary is when they talk in quite forensic detail about how they created this famous song right and there's that short Englishman who wrote it and it was originally made as a single for Bucks Fizz and you see Bucks Fizz singing a a particularly shit version of it and it flopped and then she re-records it with all this big fancy production however I was listening to it and obviously a song when it was out in the 80s the likes of us would have thought that's shit music for like just Mm. fucking boring cunts it's made made by a grandma look at her she looks like Zelda from Terror Hawks (laughs) I was was saying to my wife I was genuinely terrified of Tina Turner when I was a boy (laughs) because that her hair was so scary and it did remind me of her from Terror Hawks and I just thought she's a scary fucking woman and then of course she was A you realised she was very beautiful and when she was especially when she was younger and B she was when you watch the documentary she realised she's actually a wonderful person too but mm-hmm. she, um, but I was shit scared of her. But anyway, the bit I noticed was because we were talking about sampling. There was I listened back to it. I thought, actually, it's quite a good song. But my favourite bit of it is the little riff they've got where it starts and runs through song, which is on the keyboard. Yeah. Then I thought, yeah. why did no one in the nineties like Puff Daddy ever sample that and get someone to rap over the top of it? Because it sounds to me mm. like the most obvious sample for a 90s rap track I've ever heard. Yeah. And as far as I know, it's yeah. not been done. So I'm thinking of doing it myself. I'll leave it at that. You should do that, Sam, definitely. If I can get involved in any way, I'd love to. Mm. But um, that feels like your first solo single, I think. Um, Rolling through barns. What's, what's Sam bicycle. got to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the thing I thought about it all, um, brilliant documentary, Amazing Woman and everything, but I hard to think of anyone who the vast majority of her musical output was just shite yeah shit oh well, apart from in her first incarnation the, where she has lots of good stuff when she uh, was in the stuff, 60s yeah. with the Ike. 60 stuff and and private dancer albums got a couple of great singles on mm. it 
but then after we don't need, need another hero. Oh God! Uh, it's just all but fucking I, rubbish. Music documentaries have a funny impact on me because I could watch a music documentary almost about anyone and come away mm. for the next twenty four hours wanting to listen to their music on for, for out of curiosity. So this morning I dropped Len off at school, and on the walk on the way back I usually listen to the radio. But I play. I, I was thinking, fuck me, I hope no one can hear this, right? Because I've got a reputation to, to, to protect at the school gates. But I played in my headphones, what's love got to do with it, on my fucking <laughs> headphones on the way back from the school run. I thought, fucking hell, this better, these better be fucking, these AirPods that I've just bought better be fucking protecting my privacy. <laughs> what's love got to do with it? To, I was like, oh, yeah. fucking hell. And for a moment, I thought, this is a fucking good song. I would say the production, the production really reminds me of um, the same era, Phil Collins, that enormous production that everyone had on their songs at the time, which I think Phil Collins was really kind of semi-invented. That's why he didn't produce that track. But there's the huge fucking production that they used to make at Power Station Studios in New York, I think. And he produced so many different other actors as well. He, he did, like yeah. John Martin, and, and he worked on some Peter Gabriel stuff, and blah blah blah. Robert anyway, Palmer, I think. Eric. So Patton. you were you were striding along, formulating a rap while listening. To I was Tina trying Turner. to formulate a rap, yeah. So I'll either yeah. do the rap myself, which would certainly be the cheaper option, or once I've sampled, looped, and cleared the license to use what's left, need to do to that. It, I, think, yeah. I might hire a rapper. So if anyone's listening and, mm. and you are a professional rapper yourself, or no one. Than freelance rapper. If you're a freelance rapper hire. looking for a gig, then I've got one for you. And boy, it's going to be a hit. And if you could also do your own raps and bring them along, that would be uh, even better probably. <laughs> Name, Sandalini, profession, <laughs> freelance rapper. <laughs> if you don't have your own rap ready, I can also provide one at extra cost. <laughs> I will need 24 hours notice and three subjects. On which to rap. <laughs> which you are interested in. <laughs> Three of your key interests slash passions, which I will incorporate into the rap for you. <laughs> uh, I am not able to license and clear samples. You have to do that yourself. That is so your responsibility. <laughs> and I'm not legally you, responsible for any I can any point you in the right action. direction, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got to leave it there, I'm afraid, because um, <clears throat> I have to go somewhere. Um, that's the end of this episode. We, 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 fuck, we got through, we got through about another 15 seconds of the film. I don't know, but we can just wrap, we don't have to go through, we can just say, this is what happens in the end. And then this happens, the and this happens, and that's it's the end. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can get through it in two weeks from now. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. 15 seconds could be a long time. It depends on what you're doing, if you know what I mean. What's love but a second-hand emotion? Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.